Hello. Hey, what's up, Dead Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Episode 21. We're titling this one. I don't know if that's a word, titling. We titled this one, When You Wish Upon a Star. No, it's not all about that song. You will find out. Tom, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm very excited to be part of an episode titled after what's known as the worst Kiss song ever, but this will be a good one. Yeah. Did you just say, I'm very happy to be here. I'm happy to be here with Geppetto and Pinocchio. <laughs> that was from Coming to America, my friend. Yes, I know. Of course. You don't need to <laughs> I know where you're going. I'm like, no. Um, so uh, life good over there in New Hampshire? What's What's going on? Yeah, uh, well, we're both exhausted because the friggin' Bruins are taking over our lives more, more so yours than mine. Yeah, um, overtime. I don't get home in these games. By the time I go to Boston, I drop off my net. I don't get home till one o'clock, and oh. I'm sure that's really fascinating for you people. Um, but yeah, exciting Stanley Cup playoffs going on. Yeah, uh, it's taken over a lot of uh, my activity, and but. Still got kiss on the brain. That's right. Yep. I, um, you know, I just got back. I had my, I was at my daughter's chorus. Isn't that fun? Her fourth grade chorus. Um, there were other chorus groups singing. I heard that it was at the junior high. I took the last seat in the back. I'm reading the sheet, reviewing when she finished singing, of course. Um, you know, you have to wait till the end because then they have the group thing so they can suck all the parents in till the end, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm reviewing my kiss list of the night, <laughs> not paying te- too much attention. And I see the parents in front of me with probably what is one of the other kids, younger b- sibling. This kid must've been seven, eight years old or something. I can hear the dad, like, oh, like looking down at him in the seat, like admonishing him for something. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> Oh, holy shit, this little kid shit his pants. I'm 45 years old. I'm sitting in the back trying, trying so hard not to fucking bust out laughing in the middle of this chorus. Because this little kid shit his pants. But the big question is, were the kids singing I Want You during this? Oh my God! I couldn't. I, I mean, that, it was like a flashback, and I'm listening to the parents one yell to the other, like the mom is like, "Leave him alone," or the dad's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Did you shit your pants? <laughs> this is just a wet old person fart." <laughs> it's not like an eighty year old dropped the deuce or something. It was. It was. Awful, oh, awful, man. and I have to sit there, and I'm like, the you know that lap, yeah. <laughs> the people next to me are like, you know, I'm in the last row, thank God, and I'm yeah. just trying not to embarrass myself anymore, like laughing at this poor little kid who couldn't hold it. Oh, oh. yes, and it remind me of I want you, which is oh. a nice segue into our last episode, huh? Yeah, that's right. Well, before we get into that, I got one quick little side story, too. So uh-huh. so I've mentioned in the past my son who's in high school. So this afternoon, um, I was re- I was the one responsible for picking him up after school. So usually when I get him, he? Pick- picked him up around 
about five o'clock. There's still a bunch of kids hanging around. He's he's in high school. So I pull into the lot and he's there hanging with a couple of his buddies. <clears throat> Did they go? Nice car, Mrs. Mr. Gelati. <laughs> nice car, Mrs. LaRusso. <laughs> okay. So, so my son comes up to me with one of his buddies and he's like, Mr. Gelati, nice to meet you. I'm like, what? Who's Mr. <laughs> Who's Mr. Gelati? I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. But he called me Gelati, Sonny. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Tom Gugliotti. <laughs> Gugliotta. So he comes up to me. He's like, so my son is like, oh, this is my friend, you know, so-and-so. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, you know, nice to meet you in person. I've heard you, you know, about you before. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm your son's friend. I'm the one that listens to your podcast and follows you on Twitter. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I'm like this 14-year-old freshman is like, oh, I really like your show and I follow you on Twitter. Meanwhile, all I can think of is the horrible things we have been talking about the last few episodes in this little <laughs> freshman in high school must be terrified. Who's your, who's your friend that shit his pants during a concert? And and the other one saying some girl had snapper flaps. And uh, exactly. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this kid to be like, hey, mom, dad, one of my best friends from school is dad's got a podcast. Want to listen to it? <laughs> I don't think you should be hanging out with that gelati kid. That, that, that kid's trouble. Yeah, I think that's sexy enough. Like, <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Oh, so, man. yeah. Just so influences still. You know what this great about it? Could still laugh like we're back in college and oh, back in high school. Stuff well, never gets yeah. old. Yeah, oh, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So what were you going to say? How about this uh, last last week's episode? Yeah, last week's episode got a ton of feedback and rightfully so. We talked about rock and roll over. Yeah, uh, another streak, though, buddy. What's Our- that? Best downloaded episode by far. Yeah. Yes. I would say by maybe 10, 15% higher than the last one we did. We are constantly growing, which is amazing. And we're extremely grateful to you people out there. Yes. Thank you all very much. Very much. Um, So, yeah. So we did, we did our poll, our Tuesday poll. And uh, it was the, What's your favorite song from Rock and Roll Over? So Twitter allows you to do four options. We did Mr. Speed, Calling Dr. Love, Love Him, Leave Him, and then Other Comment. 180 votes. I was actually shocked by this. 40% of the votes, the winner with 40%, Mr. Speed. That's the sunny effect. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. (laughs) It's a Russian interference into the election here. (laughs) Yeah. but yeah, and then we got so I, I was happy to see that because I know you know everybody knows that Zeus and I love Mr. Speed, but I was happy to see, um, you know, a, a lot of that uh, feedback as well. We got a couple of our couple of our listeners. We got Jeff Reynolds here, big Kiss fan, follower of the show, um, rock and roll over best album of the seventies, perfect production, no filler. Even Love Gun and Destroyer are great, but song for song not as strong. Keep up the good work, boys. Thank you, Jeff. Good stuff. We love hearing that. And uh, I think we Thanks, said that Jeff. too. I think we said that last week about rock and roll over. Just, just you know, song for song, top to bottom. It really is like it's not amazing. much of a letdown. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, the the weakest I thought is see you in your dreams. And it's not it's not catastrophe kiss. Uh, right. Like the right. Like the uh, episode title we have tonight. Right. Um, but yeah, then we got yeah, then we solid. Yeah, and then one of our other listeners, Deuce, 
Um, same thing. Absolutely no filler at all. It doesn't have Then She Kissed Me or Great Expectations on it. Every song is solid. Um, you know, so just, just a, a lot of good a lot of good feedback. Another one here from D- uh, our buddy Daryl Alber, who's always active with us. Favorite Kiss album, killer production by Eddie Kramer that really gave the album some punch uh, after Bob Ezrin gave them a more layered sound on Destroyer. Um, that's a good that's good analysis. Um, another one of our new followers, Jake Campbell, uh, one of his top Jake, three. Jake, who used to work for Jake? Who, 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 I was just going to say that. I used that. to work for Moish. I worked for Mayflower. Nah, oh, I don't go with, with that. They didn't like that because I popped those wheelies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, rock and roll, the top three Kiss albums. It's got that dirty rock and roll sound. Yes, agreed. It does. I love it. So, yeah, yeah that's just like some the of the feedback albums, that we right? Like the first original albums. Yeah, exactly. That yep. Sound. Yep. Yep. And he did mention that too. Yeah, I didn't finish reading that. He did mention that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good feedback. And again, we, you know, that's that's what we do this for. We do this for you guys to get involved and you know encourage people to talk kiss. How we do this for the money? We do do it for the money. Yes, I just got a check three cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't get any check, people. Um, so, um, what's going on in Kiss World? Uh, well, we'll start off with the easy, simple topic here. Um, so Kiss uh, kicked off the European leg of their tour. Um, they are in, oh, God, where the hell are they right now? They just Something. finished up in Vienna, I thought. Thank Vienna. I mean, Vienna. mind you, they're ahead over there in time-wise. Yeah. And um, looks like their European tour has started off solid. Yeah, and uh, one big change that I was pretty shocked to see, and needless to say, uh, I'm I'm glad they didn't make this change in the states. But as part of their encore, they removed "Shouted Out Loud." Uh, excuse me, take that back, take that back. They removed "Do You Love Me" from the encore and threw in "Crazy Nights." Ugh. What do you think? What do you think of that, buddy? Oh, terrible! First of all, I I think it's because "Crazy Nights" had a good response in Europe. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I met her. Right. Met her in Niagara Falls. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just one of those things that over there, for some reason, it did well. It was a big hit, specifically in England, the song and the album. So I get it. You know, they want to put it over there. I can't imagine it being difficult for Paul to do. Um, it's not a really, even though really? it's off crazy. Even though it's off the crazy nights. Album, see, I, which see, is a I, very high pitched Paul Stanley. I don't think that song particularly is hard. I think the bridge to that song leading up to to the chorus. I think it's, his voice He's starts to raise a little high. That's got to be tracks. He's not singing that. Well, wait a minute. Let's not get into that, Stuart. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> those are fighting words. Calling me Stuart and <laughs> bozo. Anyways, go on. No, I was just going to say Crazy Nights is just a fucking terrible song. <laughs> just I mean, It's just a terrible song. There's no need for that to ever be in the set list, especially taking out a, 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 one of my personal favorites, Do You Love Me? But just I think you up, are turning it up to 10, Tom, would you? Life life is a radio. You should turn it up to 10. Agreed. But I think you're right. I, th- I think it did have some European uh, cachet. Um, but it's just weird. I, I was looking forward to not for us personally, but I'm, I'm, I was surprised that there weren't any other changes to the set list. Just that one. Oh, they're going to take out God of Thunder and put in She's So European. Apps all. See, that'd be smart move. Right? <laughs> She's so Vienna. <laughs> That'll work. 
Yeah. I just love that. I think that's your first time singing on this podcast. Oh, it won't be the Good last. Job. It won't be the last. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Anything else? Oh, are you ready? Brace yourself, people. Brace yourself, fool. <laughs> exactly. Your buddy Ace. Yeah. Recently came out and had some hot topic words to say. Um, let's let's read it. Let's read. Let's the quote. Uh, Ace Frehley was talking to that world famous Oklahoma rock radio station <laughs> KATT. Uh, uh, forgive me if I offend any of our Oklahoma listeners if we have any. So he says, "Quote: I think it's a sad commentary that Kiss performed in New York and didn't sell out Madison Square Garden. When I was in the band, we used to do three nights there." I don't understand. I've offered my services and they just haven't made the decision to bring me back. And that's okay because I'm having a lot of fun as a solo artist, but I am also concerned about the fans as well. I want to give the fans the biggest bang for their buck and they're just not getting it at this juncture. Go. And they'd be getting it if you were up there. Hey, wait, I thought we were playing rocket ride. Um, They'd be getting there if you were up there. Stumbling around, forgetting the lyrics, showing up late, fucking up everything. That's what they'd be getting. I don't think so, fuckface. <laughs> He's really starting to fucking annoy me. Yeah, really. He cool. is taking. It's almost like he's living in a bubble and he only listens to the Eddie fucking. I almost called him his name. He, and he only listens to the stewards of the world that fucking feed him this shit. It's exactly what's happening. Dude, you're doing clubs. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Kiss is still selling out. Kiss is still doing over like what? What was it? Average like 12,000, 13,000. Yeah. Depending on the venue. Yeah. yeah 10, that's 12, what they were 15. averaging in their heyday. Yep. In the 70s, 13,000 a, a show. What the fuck is your problem? They don't have to deal with you. They're fucking happy. They don't have to deal with bullshit or worrying if you can handle the solo or if you're fucked up or you're forgetting where you, where you are. They, they, they're happy. You want to come in and do a couple songs and them? Go ahead. They're not fucking putting a, sh- a concert tour with millions on the line and trusting your ass to do it. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Hey, look, there's two there's two factions in the Kiss camp. Okay, we know this. There's the people like us who, yeah, we love the original lineup, but we're we've we, we we've moved on. We've accepted what is Kiss today in 2019. We've seen them twice. We love the show. Okay, then there is the Stewart crowd. Okay, the people that sit at home and they jerk off with their Ace Freely doll from 1978 and they watch Kissology Volume One and they sit there and they get all gooey over the Parasite solo. Those are the people that can't fucking move on and enjoy the band for what it is. And I think you're right. I think Stewart is is feeding into this mentality because when Ace talks, he sounds like Stewart. But the problem not looking into the facts. He just no. heard somebody said that they didn't sell it out. He fucking jumped on it. To, right. And why do you take a dig at it? You know what they're saying right now? You're just hardening their position. Fuck you. <laughs> your price is dropping. Every the more you open your mouth up, your price will drop. If we're gonna well, ever he, bring you back at all. Well, like you said, fuck he, off. He looks like a fucking bozo because he's he's not even talking like you said, he's not even talking factual. Like, like, uh, it's it's really sad. When I was there, we did three shows, and and Dude, you know, they probably did that once. 
Right. In the heyday, sold out three in a row. And I, I mean, who knows? Who has those facts right off the top of their tongue? Uh, you know, but here's the thing that I want to kind of say. Yes, um, not yesterday, a day or so ago, fell down the rap, the YouTube rabbit hole. And they must know I, like, you know, you angry watch shows or you angry listen to certain people. Yeah. I oh, yeah. angry YouTube Eddie Trunk stupid shit. Oh. Stupid shit. And, it, and it's always some asshole that puts it up and goes that Stuart loses his mind over this. Yeah. Stuart loses it over this. And so there was it was about Ozzy and Black Sabbath's um, reunion tour. And I think the, the, the guy's name is Bill Ward, who wasn't on the last Black Sabbath tour. Yep. And it was supposed to be their farewell. And he was the only one of the four members that wasn't there. And that Ozzy made some sort of like regret. I regret we he couldn't join us. And he's like, what fucking you regret? You could have had him. You're the one who fucking you and your wife didn't yep. have him on. Yep. You could have had them. Dude, everything's a business agreement. There certain comes a point in time, especially in when there's music uh uh musicianship yeah. involved. Like yeah. how much do I want to have this guy on? And if he can't keep up, now we have to have certain things, maybe a guy in the back playing drums too. Like things like that for Peter or Ace. How much do I want to put up with? There's a certain dollar amount. You're like, you're not in the band. If you leave the band, you don't come in as a member. We will pay you your paid service. So he was going off on this and, you know, he's blaming Ozzy about it. It's your fault. Yeah, that's why he's not there. How the hell can you? Well, maybe he does regret it. Maybe Ozzy had a fucking, you know, change of heart and he feels bad. Like, shit, maybe we could have done a little bit. Maybe I was a little bit too hard. Maybe I could have brought him in. Maybe we can do one more show. So. Okay, great. Why do you have to fucking on? And what does he do in the middle of that? What do you think he did? Go ahead. He brought in Paul and Gene. Well, right. just like them. Yep. You know, you got Paul saying, Gene saying they can't have Ace. They will offer him something that he could, that's respectable that he could come in. How do you know this shit? He's How missing. How do you know what's respect and what's not? He's missing the fucking point. We've talked about this many times in the past. Eric and Tommy are the reasons why Kiss and, and Paul and Gene can survive and enjoy an extended concert because they don't have to keep looking over their shoulder and wondering, is this guy going to fucking forget the chords to call on Dr. Love? Is this guy going to forget to keep the beat when we do friggin' rock and roll all night? They, it prolongs them. It makes their life easier. It's stress-free. Stress. It's stress-free. You know, they never you know have to is, buddy. Right. Tommy and Eric are good soldiers and fantastic musicians and fantastic professionals. At this point in their career, you think Paul and Gene want to put up with that shit? Get the fuck out of here. I don't get it. They're still human beings. And you know what? I, I actually it's funny because I heard this the, um, the other day at the when I was at the Bruins game and I'm going to bring us Bruins sports analogy. It's similar to sports. They talk about how big Zidane Ochara, the 42-year-old defenseman, has had his best year in years. Why? Because he's playing with the 22-year-old Charlie McAvoy, who exactly. picks up the slack for yep. him. And he doesn't have that heavy load anymore. And he's like, great, I got this young kid. He carries the puck more. He gives him a couple extra years now in his career to be able to play because he's got shit like that next to him. That's what Tommy and fucking Eric have done for Kiss. They've given them a couple extra years. It's a great analogy. And, and that's why when Ace and Peter were there, they're like, fuck it, I want to retire. This is but it. it. Fuck it. But the thing, but the thing that's even more embarrassing here is Ace just, you know, I want I want to get I, I, I he's I want to give the fans more bang oh, for their okay, buck. Yeah, how, he's all about the how fans. do you how do you know what the fans are getting? 
You don't even know. We were at two of the shows. I didn't see one person being like, oh, this is bullshit that Ace isn't playing. Fuck this show. Because the Nobody's- stupid people that fucking go on these internet sites. Yeah, Ace, you're the best. You're better than that fake fucking cover band. Well, here okay. you go. That's a cover band? So him with five other guys and three other guys, two other guys playing guitar because he can't do it all himself in his fucking band. So three guitar plays in his little fucking band when they play Kiss songs. What the fuck is that? Especially yeah. when they play Kiss songs, which he never sang on. That's yep. not a cover band. Yep. But Paul Gene singing is a cover band with guys that are in the band for more than 10 years. Shut the fuck up. That's Shut but- the fuck up. And Take speak you. In- Stuart, that bag of dicks you've been carrying around in your mouth and get the fuck out of here. Well, and you know who else can take that fucking bag of dicks is like you said, the fucking social media tweet mob. Because the other day, Kiss posted uh, pictures from the the opening of the European tour on their official Twitter page. Great, bright, nice, beautiful color photos. And it said, uh, you know, I had a picture of Tommy Thayer and said the spaceman in action. I I knew knew it was coming before I even (laughs) clicked on the fucking article. The first 25 comments. Don't you mean Tommy Thayer? That's not the real spaceman. (laughs) I'm like, you fucking assholes. How miserable are all of you? It's almost like it's almost like as though if somebody fucking put something on Twitter, other people go on there and put a picture of Stewart on there. Just to be dicks about things. Who's, who keeps doing that? I've noticed that too. That's awful. <laughs> who the fuck keeps doing that? Like you're just angry tweeting. You don't like the band? Stay off it. You don't like this guy? Stop tweeting photos of Stewart. Especially those funny ones where he's like sitting on the curb. <laughs> well, the one where he's missing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Hold on. So speaking of the, it, it, it was pretty funny because speaking of the ace thing, we got we got some uh, interesting feedback on Twitter. So this was funny because this was completely unsolicited. One one of our listeners, uh, Robert Parisi, um, he was commenting on the, uh, the on the the blabbermouth article, and he wrote, uh, "I'm tired of all the ace sympathizers like the radio host who shall remain nameless, Stuart, as shouted out loud cast <laughs> likes to call him. <laughs> the band musically is a million times better with Eric and Tommy." Um, I thought that was pretty funny that he gave us a little shout out for in know, relation to Zach Parisi, the hockey player. But I mean, are we going to get a cease and desist? <laughs> Stop harassing this poor guy. Him him. You know what? I, hey, you know what? He can fuck off. You know what I'd like? I'd like to have a one on one with him. Who the hell are we? We're nobodies. He's 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 Stuart. But you know what? Like, oh, well, I produced uh, Ace Freely's uh, second sighting <laughs> remix fucking CD. I got him onto Mega Force Records, dude. He was Ace Freely and Kiss. Was it that big a deal? You got him a record contract? Uh, let, 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 let's be blunt there, fucking yeah, fucking Pudgy McGee. No, no one fucking, no one really pulled strings to get that done. I mean, come on. Here's another good comment, real quick, from uh, a Twitter follower, A Fischel. He goes, uh, "Et Stewart, he's the biggest ace. He, he calls him the biggest ace apologist out there." All in all, he's all in on wanting his buddy back in for the fans, but he me- he never mentions Peter. Then he goes, by the way, did you know that Stuart signed Ace to his label years ago? Just listen to one of his shows and he'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like you say, I- I'd pat you on the back, Stuart, but your hand is in the way. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Fuck off. Anyways, Good Stuart stuff. and his bag of dicks can go in the corner. <laughs> what are we uh, What are we talking about tonight? Yeah. Hey, you're talking probably 10. 
Uh, all right. So what we came up with was a little topic called the Kiss Wish List. <laughs> so we're going to talk like about Pearl Jam song. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to talk about uh, things that we ki- that Kiss that we wish Kiss didn't do, and things that we wish they would do. Or y- y- we'll explain it as we get going throughout the topic. So it's a it's a wish list. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So our first, we'll each give five. Yeah. Five being your, you know, your wish number one being the the one you want the most. Yep. So these are things we wish Kiss would do. So why don't you start off number one and uh, give us your number five? Okay. Tom, so this what is what you wish Kiss would do. Okay. So this kind of uh, and uh, it doesn't really have too much to what we were just talking about, but it's kind of a general. So some of the things on my list are are kind of more specific. Some of them are a little bit more general. So this one, one thing I wish Kiss would do is that I wish they would take their fans a little bit more seriously and appreciate them and understand that how knowledgeable and smart they are about the band, about their music, about their songs in general, and stop talking to us as if we don't really understand the band, as if we don't really understand the songs. I'll give you an example. When people talk about the set list and Paul continually talks, he makes these statements about, well, we need. We don't want to sing a song where somebody has to look next to somebody and go, "What's this song?" Come on, Paul, treat us a little bit better than that. We're Kiss fans. I'm going to say that 90 percent of the people on this end of the road tour are diehards. Yeah, could be, but there are a bunch of new people there. There are. Um, and I have something similar to that on my list, so I don't want to get too much detail in it. Okay. About it, but okay. yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly about it. I'll get into a little bit more detail about it when my my thing comes up. Okay. But you're right. Um, Kish fans are the probably the biggest cult fans there are for music act. Right. And I just you think, know? and I just think, you know, to just to be honest about some of the things with the fans, I think you know. The cliches and, you know, kind of like when we talk with Paul's book and when he does these interviews, just be honest. Talk, talk to us. Talk to us like fans. You could also take the opposite approach and say, I wish the people interviewing the bands would fucking push back when they say <laughs> yeah, things. Right. Right. How right. about if they say, what are you talking about? Right. So, yeah. Anyways, no, that's your one. number one. Right. I mean, yep. number five. Yep. My number five is I wish Kiss would do another box set of demos. Oh yes, okay. So I obviously Gene did the vault. Yep. Not really. I mean, we we played just just think of it this way. We how many uh, demos did we just play last episode? And that's the rock and roll over demo. Yeah, a bunch. there's a bunch of them out there. You can find them on YouTube. There are a bunch of them out there. There's probably a couple other unreleased tracks here and there. Kiss yeah. ones. Yeah. I wish they would put them together. Maybe it's not a box set, but maybe it's just lost songs. Or, or yeah, or what they could have done is what, like, like the like for last week's episode, some of those amazing demos that we played from Rock and Roll Over, they re-released uh, Love Gun in like that deluxe edition with like a whole second disc that had unreleased songs and like some extra tracks. Like, why not re-release like a version of Rock and Roll Over like that with like some yeah. of those demos we played? Some something I, I don't. I want to yeah. get something out. Yeah, that has those tracks. 
Yeah. Is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And whether it's a box set or a set of demos or whatever. Lost yeah. tracks uh, and things. I think there's another album out there and I was I, I wish that they would release it. Yeah. And so that's my um number five. That's my number five. Yeah. Okay. Um so for me, I think we we maybe we briefly touched on this with one of our earlier, earlier episodes, but yep. um I wish that they didn't take so much time off in between their live albums. Um, there's so much great Good catalog. One. There's so much great catalog of music um, that for them to what, 1978 to 1993, you know, Alive Two to Alive Three. Too so much you're saying time. on Alive Three, kind of like our wish, uh, our uh, real Alive Threes and real Alive Fours. Yeah, it didn't even need to be on that schedule of every third album, but even something in the mid 80s, you know. And I know mm. that there was some some lean years for Kiss where maybe they didn't think they could do it, but I think once they took the makeup off and they were you know, doing those animalized, you know, uh, you know, asylum type stuff. They, they, mm-hmm. they could have easily put out a live album. Um, yep. I agree know. with you. And uh, yeah, so I, I would have liked to have seen more, more live stuff from them for sure. And another thing, going back to uh, the, the, the love gun deluxe edition, there's some, um, there's some live versions of those, of songs on that, that, that were on a live too, like different versions of that. Just mm-hmm. give us some more stuff, you know? Yep. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. My, uh, my number four is another album. Oh, oh. no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, another album. That's okay. what I have. Um, I'm looking for them to, you know, put something together. I don't care. I mean, I like Monster. I don't love it. But I bet you if I listen to it a little more, maybe I would love it. Um, I really like Sonic Boom. I just feel there's another album out there. There's another album in them, and it's a shame that they don't perform together. Gene and Paul separate are not the same as Gene and Paul together. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and I th- so I think there's another one in them. Yeah, you're right. And and you got to wonder, um, you know, we mentioned this last week with Paul in the, the soul station business. Does Paul do they even want to do that? Because it seems like, you know, 
the, the the amount of time that Paul spends with Torn with Kiss, and then he spends his time with Soul Station, and then Gene's doing the vault, and Gene's selling fucking bottles of soda and all this. I mean, do they do they want to do that? I, I don't think they do. Um, and, and, but and that's part of the uh, the fans thing. It is really really hard to listen to somebody that we've all spent a ton of money on for years to sit there and say, well, there's no money in it. You don't you don't have enough money to make enough like in your life that you're not going to make another album unless you make a ton of money. Yeah, I mean, come even, on. Even the- when he says that, that really annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah, tell me you don't have the you know you don't want to just do one because just to do it, you know, or something like that. Better off saying nothing than when you say, "Well, why should I do it? There's no money in it." You know, or people rip it off. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I know you got into it because you wanted to get girls, like you always say. But eventually, you do love music as much as you don't want to talk about it, jeans or say it. You do love music. You wouldn't have been doing all this stuff if you didn't. So there's still another album out there. I don't want to hear you don't want to do it because you're not going to make money if you do it. Yeah, and I I can't take credit for this because uh, I'll just say that our the the boys over at uh, Pod of Thunder uh, they had mentioned this recently before. Just do do like an EP, Re- release like you know like a like a five track uh, like EP something just some new music. It doesn't need to be a, a twelve track studio recording. Drop something out on iTunes or something. You know, I mean, I see bands doing this all the time. I'm a huge fan of the Foo Fighters. Okay, mm-hmm. the in between albums, the Foo Fighters released. I think it was a four or five song EP. It was great. I mean, I if you're a Foo Fighters fan like I am, it was great and it pacified the fans in between a big studio album. Just throw, give us something, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, it kind of piggybacks on my number five where I said, you know, pay attention to the fans. We're smart. We're knowledgeable. We like the band, you know, yep. take, do something, you know, I think that's a, I think that's a good one. Go on. You're up, buddy. Yeah. So for, uh, so we're at my number three. Yes. Um, I wish that they had specifically and unequivocally addressed the end of the road tour with the former members of the band. I I wish they had come out and just said, this is this and this is that. And that's it enough. Then you wouldn't have ACE coming out and blowing his fucking horn about, you know, bang for the buck. You wouldn't have all this little speculation. You wouldn't have Stuart saying this and that come out. You know that that's a huge topic for the fans. Come out and tell us what you're doing. Because I, I don't believe that there's any conspiracy that there's something under the rug that they're going to pull from us. I know you think that. I don't. No, I just think they're not definite on it. There could be. They, it's not. I guess what I would like to say, it's I think all doors are open. I think it's still up in the air. You truly believe that? Yeah, I do. OK. See, I don't. I, I think there's no chance of it's anybody business. coming back. It's business. Yeah. Do you think Ace, by what he said in these interviews, does not want to come back? Of course. Oh, no. He absolutely wants to come okay. back. So do you think Peter, if Ace came back, would not be interested in doing a couple songs with the band? No, they even all though, want- Even though Paul said this shit about him in the book, you don't think Peter would say, I'll take the money? I don't think Paul is going to allow anybody else to get on the stage with him. I, I'm just telling you, I think the month that it, they would do it. Now, whether they're going to do it is a different story. I'm oh, saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Ace, Peter, Bruce. So the doors they, are open there. I yeah. think by the time they come around, if I'm Paul and Gene, I could be like, look, we made our money. We did our tour. We ended it. 
Let's just go home, do a couple more concerts. We'll bring the old boys back. Therefore, they didn't drag this shit out for three years and get miserable halfway through this tour, quit and be like, I can't do it with these assholes anymore. They come back, the last leg, they bring them on. That's my opinion. You think it would be part of this tour? Do you think it would be a separate, independent? I think at the end, this supposedly three years, right? We're not even even six months into this. Right. So the last third year, they'll come back and be like, okay, now we know we're going to end out. I don't fucking give a shit. Let's bring these guys out. So they didn't have to pull their baggage around with them for three years. I think that's a smarter move. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was your three. Three. Yep. So my three is I wish they did or will do a real legit documentary. Yes. Not a, not a uh, fucking uh, the dirt. I mean, a documentary. Right. We talked about it, I think, with um, with uh, Stephen Michael from Growing Up Rock podcast. Yep. Like the Eagles did, the history of the Eagles, where everybody got to speak and nobody cared how bad of an asshole they looked. Put Paul and Gene out there. Gene say, go ahead, Ace. And then you can retort. Sure, put more shit. You get to talk more, obviously, than he does. But put it out there. If you put a documentary out there with just Paul and Gene, everyone's going to be like, it's bullshit. And I mean a real good documentary, whereas that's part of the reason me and you love Extreme Close-Off, because they those guys got into it. Yeah. And with some great footage. They can do that. There is no way Paul and Gene are going to allow a documentary where Peter and Ace can speak freely and talk about what really happened. Well, because they know, because Paul and Gene know that it's going to damage the brand that they have right now in 2019. All right. At the end, let's say. Mm-hmm. When it's when but, the tour is over, maybe. Dude, Martin Scorsese did an unbelievable documentary on George Harrison. Filmmakers like to do these stuff. It doesn't yeah. have to be Martin Scorsese, but maybe some guy they have respect for. And he says, listen, I want to do this on you. And they're like flattered. And he says, but I got to do it our way. I want real footage. So I'm going to bring the band members. I'm bringing Eric Carr's family because there was some turmoil about that. I want to hear from them. I want to hear from, um, you know, Mark St. John's family. I want to hear, you know, about all these guys. I, you never know. I That's agree. my wish. That's I agree. I, I agree with you. And I wish for that same thing. But the narrative of Kiss is told by Paul, and that's it. Paul is not going to allow anyone else to steer the narrative of Kiss. That's, that's why that's he, my wish. That's why he speaks the way he speaks in very coded language, very scripted language, because he's he's the steering. I know he's very guarded about his shit. I yep. get it. Yep. All right. All right. Go so ahead. Your number, number two. Yep. Um. This is probably this is a big wish because it probably would have been a lot of things that would have had to have happened. You made a big decision. Yeah, it's a big decision. <laughs> I wish that either Ace himself or the band. I wish they had pushed him to sing more earlier in the in Kiss's career. Yeah. Um, I know that he says that he was very shy and didn't want to sing, and but for for that for that band to not have an Ace song until Love Gun. I think is ridiculous and I understand it, but you look at, I mean, he sang on love gun. Then all of a sudden he's got three songs on dynasty, three songs on unmasked, a song on elder. I mean, there's a ton of talent that you didn't tap into right there. They missed out. They missed out badly. 
Don't you think how imagine the first album if Acing Cold Gin? Oh, would have been it would have been or, or right. I, I honestly believe this is just me. Yeah. I honestly believe Gene Simmons singing Cold Gin takes away from Cold Gin. I agree. We all know he doesn't drink. I say that all so the time. If yeah. the drunk in the band was singing about boozing, we know he wrote it, but if the drunk in the band, you'd be like, yeah, badass. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Strange ways. Think of that. No, I still want no, Peter to sing. I, I, know, no, I, I know you love Peter, but. But I'm I, saying I, I like the way Peter sang it. You can sap everything. Oh, yeah. I love that screech. But I mean, uh, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. There, I mean, even if there were songs that we don't even know about that could have been written for him, I'm not saying that this, you have to take any vocals away and give them to Ace, but I just would have liked to have heard him a lot more. I agree with you. I think that's a great one. I wish yeah. he did some more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good one. So my number two is, is out of left field a little bit. There we go. I like it. Um, something I wish they would do, and just tell me how cool this would have been. I wish in about 76, 77. No, I, I think it would have to be 77. I'm not sure when they when the show opened, uh, started. I think maybe 75. I wish Kiss was on the original SNL. Oh, yeah. Imagine yeah. the skits and imagine them doing their live performance and it would reclaim some of their badassery and their, like, coolness instead yeah. of being on fucking, was it, The Kids Like Pickles, whatever the fucking show they were on. What was that show? Kids of, kids of People too. Kids of Pickles kids, too. whatever kids, the fuck they were Kids like pickles. The fuck kind of show is that? <laughs> Kids tickle my pickle. Um, <laughs> what the fuck they were on? I but pickle. I pickle they. I pickle they. <laughs> you got the pickles. <laughs> um, I kind size. But think about how 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 awesome that would have been if they like kiss and they go over to them and they're all in the black still, yeah. not Dynasty Kiss. I'm talking about like. Like the Winterland Fucking, show, yeah. Like, yeah. um, like Destroyer, uh, not Destroyer, um, um, Hotter Than Hell outfits. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the San Fran shows out in the yep. black and white. That outfits like yep. black and white and dark. How cool would that been? Yeah, it, it, that's a good one because I, I'd love to know the story about how that did not happen. Yeah. I mean, because Kiss, they're from New York. Saturday Night Live is filmed in New York. And, you know, Gene could have done skits and stuff like that. And of course. Yeah, and, I mean, and, funny. and they were like, they were, they were, they were taking all kinds of promo back then. So now when they put the makeup back on, you don't think yeah. Kiss could have been the musical guest and, and done and been the, like the hosts where they could be in non makeup and makeup and Probably. do both. Yeah. And play characters and stuff. No, that's a good one. I yeah, agree. I, I yeah, just that, thought there'd be that would be a nice and it's a New York thing for them. Yeah, that Kiss on SNL would have been great, especially the old one yeah. with Belushi and all them. Yep, no, it's a good one, definitely. So that's my uh, number two. Okay, your number one, my number one. So <clears throat> this is uh, I'll, I'll explain this. So I wish Kiss would embrace their history a little bit more, and let me explain. Okay. Uh, on uh, on their website, you know, they always do like, you know, we just had the 40th anniversary of Dynasty and they, you know, you can buy the 40th anniversary platinum vinyl and all that. I get that. But when I say embrace their history, they did it for a while with Kissology. They stopped with the Kissologies. 
but put out more of those classic DVDs, put out some like Blu-ray concerts or, or shows or behind the scenes or, cause it seems like right now they're touring, they're in makeup, they're playing classic songs, but it, it, it seems like there's like a disconnect between what's going on now and what got them to where they are now. Sometimes mm-hmm. with me, I, I feel like you have to go on their website to like, you know, learn about their history, but, Sell some, you know, instead of selling us like stupid shit, like a fucking Gene Simmons, you know, spatula, you know, give us, give us like, give us like, you know, <laughs> I said that because I actually saw that online today. So for Father's Day, they have, they have kiss aprons and kiss barbecue tools for your grill. <laughs> you know, you have that on your wish list. Hell yeah. But, Along with your kiss Crocs. But uh, yeah. But but sell but put out some of those DVDs like like some like a fucking Creatures of the Night like tour DVD instead I gotta go on eBay oh. and some fucking bootleg from some guy who taped it off his VCR you know I love, I, I know that's I I understand where you're coming from yeah um yeah I think that would be fantastic you're right yep. there is because I think they they don't want to you know alienate they want to talk about what's going on now this is the tour and yep. you know what you can. Put the old stuff. I think they're more about branding yes. than the music stuff. Absolutely right. Let's get more products, more so, and there's more money, less expenses. When you're going back to the music stuff, and that's why the Kiss DVDs having issues. You're talking about rights, and they're all being held up, and you yep. have to buy them, and there's litigation and lawyers and legal fees. When I could just fucking put out a a Kiss egg beater. And yeah. make fucking fifty cents for every dollar they sell, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. So yeah. to them, it's like, why well, deal with the headaches? Just fucking do this. Yeah, yeah we'll get to that shit later. We'll get to that. Let me put out a fucking uh, kiss fucking under underwear. Ever? <laughs> we'll do that instead. <laughs> I mean, what about a kiss ant farm for little kids? <laughs> why not? All right. All right. So my number one was what you kind of talked about as your number five. Okay. And that was the set list. Okay. That's almost every Kiss fucking fan's number one thing. Yep. Change the fucking set list. Yep. And which is, um, you know, for me, it, it goes back to this. Hey, Paul, you sit there and you want to tell us, well, when they play the song, I'll tell you when when they go to the bathroom, I'll tell you that's a new song. When you see the fans leave or when they sit down, that's this song. Well, what's that song? We don't know. So, OK, I get it. You don't replace um, Shout It Out Loud with Mr. Speed. I get it. Because mm-hmm. people, other people don't. You mean to tell me Got to Choose is going to get a better reaction from your crowd than Mr. Speed would? Right. You, exactly. you tell me. Do you love me? Is going to get a better reaction than um, I don't know, fucking pulling out "Love Them, Leave Them" out of yep. nowhere. No way is it going to get a better reaction. You would get people, people would be jumping up and the internet would be ablaze if they're like, "Dude, they're pulling out songs left and right." Yep. There's no way people. You're telling me. I understand. We're not telling you to take out your top ten. Staples, and we did that in our end of the road preview. Remember, we said these songs definitely have to be in the set list. Yep. Okay, we've done that. Okay, we're talking about those three to four in there that you may maybe play, 
I mean, give me a break. No one's going to complain if you're replacing some of these songs with some of the cult ones that we all like. And with Tommy and Eric, they can play anything. Those exactly. guys, you, you give them a few days and that, that shit's going to be done down pat. Right. And, 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 I no, mean, am I right about that stuff? Think about the songs that are on these tours right now. You don't mean, you mean, uh, even like I Stole Your Love is not really a classic because it's a fucking hit too for them. Yep. You, you don't think like people would be like, I'd rather hear I fucking stole your love than something else. I get it. You don't want to take out Beth, even though most of the crowd probably wouldn't want to hear it right now. But you couldn't take out in the beginning. What would you play? Hide Your Heart? Or what else did they play that, you know, I mean, look at their fucking CD. Well, just with their recent change right now, taking out Do You Love Me and putting in Crazy Nights. It's not a huge change, but at least it's a change. Yeah. I'm sorry. 100,000 years? Song sucks. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, I don't think it sucks. But you mean to tell me you couldn't have put fucking All-American Man in there instead? How sick would they people go? So the people that are in the crowd, the only ones who know All-American Man are the fucking real KISS fans, not the newbies when you ask to raise your hand, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's not the newbies, then who are you playing that for? The real KISS fans would rather hear All-American Man. Yeah, and I got news for you, Paul. The real fans are the people sitting on the floor paying $900 to sit in the first row or or whatever. Those people that are sitting 20, 30 feet from you, those are the people who are the real fans. And I'll say it again. We went to two shows. Okay. I know that there were a lot of, you know, there were a lot of families and some kids, you know, I brought my son, whatever you brought your daughter to yours, but the majority of the people in that crowd are diehards people who've been following this band for 30 plus years. Okay. You don't need to play the cookie cutter set list. You don't need to do it. I mean, yeah. we've been, we've been, so, way- or, or admit that you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for the fans. That's my like, point. I don't want to fucking expand this. Oh, this is the songs I know. I don't want to learn this. I can't touch this. Or I don't want to fucking do wink, wink, back in tracks for this new song when we have them all for these songs. I, I don't know. Like, but you're right. but you- don't tell me you're doing it for the fans because none of the fans, if you did a fucking poll of your fans that are at that concert, 70% of them would say, yeah, put a new song in. Right, and that's why your number one piggybacks on my number five. Don't friggin' talk stupid to the fans. Yeah. We know why you're doing it, you know, but it doesn't mean we have to like it, you know? So that's our wish list. Yep. So let's go over to we wish they didn't. Ooh, more negativity. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> wish they didn't. Yep. Um, you go first so- on this one. On this one, I'll go first. Okay. Number one, I wish this is stuff they did. Yeah. I wish they didn't put new tracks on Alive 2. Oh, that's my number five also. <laughs> Good. So we could talk I about this. I wish they just fucking put more live tracks. Save save three of those tracks. Um, let's say All American Man, uh, Larger Than Life, and Rocket Ride. Save those. Put him on the fucking next album. Yep. Dynasty. Yep. Right? Yep. I don't understand. And we, we and then we, put fucking more live songs on. Yeah, we've railed against this before. If you have a live version of Take Me that's on You Wanted the Best, that live compilation, why is that not on Alive 2? Okay. The video that we shared on our Facebook page of Peter singing Hooligan on the Alive 2 tour, why is that not on there? Yeah. You know? 
just Paul's not going to give Peter two songs. Okay, <laughs> three but, songs. But, but, but he's still. not going to give him three songs. But I mean, how many how many great songs from those the three the, that sweet spot era could have could have been on on that? Absolutely. On that, you know, we, how many times do we say it? You really needed to hear the Dave Clark five on a live two. Come on, man, really. Peter should have went up to Paul. Hey, fucko. <laughs> exactly. I'll sing the shit out of it. I'll fucking sing the shit out of Hooligan. You put it on live. Exactly. You hear me? Exactly. Um, yep. no, that's that's good... my number five. Go I ahead, buddy. As, I, I think as much as people love those original tracks, I think they would have longed for more live stuff. For so sure. that's your number five? Yes, it is. Yep. Okay. Yep. So let's skip over to my number four. I put... I wish Paul and Gene weren't dicks on the Tomorrow Show. <laughs> That's the best part of the. Oh, keep, all right, you go. go I I believe it only festers and it and it leads to more division between the fucking Kiss fans and then the Ace and Peter or the fucking only ones that are cool. Like Paul and Gene, you, do you realize how fucking like awful you look? In that oh. whole episode, like you should have went along with the joke. Let them have their fun, have a blast. You guys dominate all the, all the fucking interviews and shows. Anyways, let those guys loose. They'll get the b- people more interested in the band. But I think at that point, everybody was sick of each other. Well, that you and, took the words. You took the words. And they right were out. like, "Oh, now these guys want to fucking act like big shots and care about us and take over the limelight." Fuck them. Yeah, but yeah. they looked. Awful, like the look that Paul was given, and Gene, you could tell, was like, like a like, settle down, like biting his tongue. And Paul was just like, I don't like where this is going. You took the words right out of my mouth. If that interview was done like a year or two before, you know, but that was right when that was right when the fucking wheels were falling way off that band, and that was yeah. like, like that was like the the tip of the iceberg. Peter and A, I fucking love that. Now I'm a plumber. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got, and and, the, and and you know, and you know, and the best, the best part about it that pisses Paul and Gene off even more is that Tom Snyder fucking had a blast with it. Yeah. He was loving it. He was loving it. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's great. That's, That's my say. number four. Okay, my number four. I wish they hadn't released "Harder Than Hell" sounding like that. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Okay. The production. Great album. I mean, top to bottom, uh, another another album that top to bottom really doesn't have any stinkers in my book. Maybe let me go rock and roll. Not one of my favorites, but whatever. But it's if that is classic, it is. It is. But if they could somehow remix, remaster something to take Without that, make it into harder than hell disco. Yeah. I mean, to try to take that sludgy basement sound out of it, <laughs> you know, I just. I know that they they claim that they were trying for something, but it's just ugh. it just would if that thing sounded like the first album or or any other, anything other than that album it would have been terrific because yeah, it's a great I mean, album. I one of my favorites right up there, probably yep. a Mount Kiss Mount Rushmore album for me. Yeah, um, love it to death. It could have sounded better. And yep. imagine if it did. Holy yeah. fuck balls! <clears throat> that yeah. have been great. Um, all right, my number three. I wish Kiss didn't hire Mark St. John. Ooh, I almost had that. I'm not kidding. I almost go and, ahead. And hear me out. Okay, go ahead. I mean, obviously we all still love the band, even though they've had five guitarists. I think one less would have been better. But 
I'm not going to regret that they hired Vinnie Vincent. I'm no not. Way. No he, way. He, he brought a different element to Kiss. It's almost like Van Hagar. Kiss with Vinny was a different kind of band, but still an awesome band. And he did bring out some great parts of Kiss between Creatures, uh, Lick It Up, and Revenge. So I'm not going to regret him. I'm definitely not going to regret Bruce. No way. Mark St. John, he just didn't fit. I don't think this album was bad, but I think anybody could have done that guitar shit that he did on that album. And it was just such a waste. It just diminishes... The band, it dilutes them by having, oh, there's another guy in the band. Oh, here's another guitarist. Oh, here's another one. And, you know, I wish they found Bruce earlier. Yes. And I think it would have been better for them. Um, I just, in nothing against the guy, I just wish they didn't hire him. I wish yep. they found him more permanent. Instead of running around panicking, bringing in Vinny where he didn't really fit, but at least gave him good music. And then they panicked again and run out and hire a guy. Yeah, he teaches guitar. Wonderful. Great. What does he have to do with Kiss? Exactly. Um, that's my thought. No, it's a good one. No, that, that's definitely a good one because Bruce could have done what he did. Vinny could have done what he did. But you're right. I mean, and, and I guess you can't really say it's his fault because, you know, with his medical issue, he did get booted from the band. But I, I see what you're saying. It was a bad pick from the get-go. Yeah. He yeah. booted me across the bond. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead. So shoot. My, shoot. Go shoot. ahead. So number three. Number, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> my number three. I wish they didn't release Monster with that horrible fucking album cover. <laughs> Maybe the worst album cover. And I'll tell you why this is on my list. You're making me I, I, did, I didn't bring up any other album covers. I brought this one up because this potentially could be the last Kiss album we ever get. And that potentially may be the last Kiss album cover we get to look at. And it's fucking terrible. So first Gene of all, I, choking out uh, with Paul choking out Gene and reaching all, out for the stars. First of, all, first of all, I think the album sucks. Anyways, I can't I can't stand it. <laughs> fucking heaping pile of dog shit but but the album cover just what are you doing what is that that's it's terrible it's terrible and it just it just upsets me that that right now could be the lasting memory for a kiss fans album imagine if monster was like some demon like creature with gene's face destroying like a fucking city well that's the thing you call it monster well you're making my point you name the album monster that is perfect for all kinds of interpretations with artwork and all kinds of amazing, like, you could go back and do, like, a Destroyer-type cover or something. They take a fucking terrible, like, photo shoot studio shot of the four of them. <laughs> you mean you photo, You mean, like, a, a photo booth? Now everyone wears crazy hats. Yeah, it's now, like, well, put on these glasses. Yeah, it's like one of those things you see at, like, a, like a senior prom. Everybody, get over here. The photo booth's over here. Yay! Yeah, let's do gang signs. Prison <laughs> photo. Okay. Oh, Pretend I'm going to choke you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. All right. So, my number four. Number four? Um, no, number three. My number three. No, my number two. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. We're all screwed up because we both had the same number five. That's why. Yeah. Um, my number two. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I wish 
they didn't put Eric Carr and Vinnie Vincent in the Anki Warrior Fox makeup. Oh, whoa, that's controversial right there. I wish they went right back to Peter's makeup and Ace's makeup back then. Okay, why? And you would never have this issue ever again. Exactly, exactly. And then all those steward people could go fucking ride on a pogo stick up and down route fucking 95. And you and you're right. And you know what else would have you know what else it would have saved Kiss themselves, Paul and Gene from having to be like, well, you know, we got the demon, the star child, the cat man and the spaceman. Now, that wasn't it back then. The cat man was created because Peter with his nine lives being in a street gang. The spaceman was created because Ace was out of his mind in space. Those were all personalized characters. So don't try to sell that to us now. Yeah. But you're right. If back then they did it, it could have carried on until to where we are I now. Think it, would, it, it would make our lives easier. Yes, I, mean, I agree. I get it. But does anybody sit there and go like when you go to a Kiss concert and someone's dressed up as the fox? Are you like, what the fuck? <laughs> or or the Anki Warrior? I, mean, I got to be honest with you. When you see live footage of the fucking Creatures tour, that, I think that's kick-ass with the tank, with, with Vinny and Eric. I love it. I think it's yeah, fun. Yeah, you should be on there with the Peter Chris makeup and stuff. Yeah, I just think I, it would have been better I, if they I, just stayed with the Catman and fucking... Now, see, the flip side of that argument is... They you wish that other people would put on different Tommy and then would have different makeup. Yeah. Bingo. Now I know but why I don't wish that. Right, right. I know I know they don't do that now because right now, like I said, it's the demon, the star child, the spaceman, the catman. It's a it's a mark, it's a brand thing now. So they never they're never gonna do that. But um yeah, that's an interesting one. Okay. All right. I see you. So number two for you. All right. I may have mentioned this before in a previous episode. Now bear with me here. I love these. I think everybody loves them. I wish they didn't do the solo albums, and I'll tell you why. One, I know. Everyone says, "Yep," and I'll tell you why. Yeah, I wish they took. I wish they took those studio tracks off of Alive Two, took the best of the best off the solo albums, and just put out a kick-ass follow-up to Love Gun. They could have done it. They tried to say that the solo albums was a way to appease the band, and everybody would be happy. It did the exact opposite. Especially Ace, he's like, fuck this, look at my album, you guys can go fuck yourself, I'll stick around for your stupid little unmasked and elder shit, but I, I think I think it did more damage than the, to the band than they anticipated. Yeah, I know a lot of people and would probably agree with you. Uh, I told you, I remember hearing Sean Delaney talk about it, that he said, don't do it, it's gonna yeah. fuck you guys up, don't yep. do it. Yep. And um, you might be 100% right. It did fuck them up. And I saw somewhere that, look, the, the, that was already in the works in their contract that they had. And that was in 76. So it wasn't really just to appease them. They already had it in there. Yep. And that would help them fulfill their contract with the record company. And they would get like a half a record for each one of them. Yep, I saw Something that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I do agree with you. Um, that it did cause a lot of turmoil, but I still think there's some good music in there. Oh, like, no doubt. You know I, love what I mean, like there's part of you that, that thinks like if you, they didn't allow them to do that, then, you know, you would never have it's all right. Or you would never have radioactive. You never have, you know, rip it out. Maybe they never would do those. Who Maybe. Knows? 
Maybe. See, I'm you thinking know. the I'm thinking the other way around. I'm thinking if you took an album and put "Rip It Out" and "It's All Right" and "Radioactive," if you put those all on one album, it'd be fucking insane. But would it come out as one album? No, they, you're right. Would you're Kiss right. do those albums or those right. songs? No, maybe they wouldn't have it creatively. You're right. But it's a big one. The solo albums that being the death nail in real in the original Kiss. Yeah. Yeah. So. Totally. Yep. All right. So my final one. And it almost goes back to the set list comment. Okay. Okay. But I call this a little bit different. I wish Kiss wouldn't shit on their own stuff in catalog. Oh my God. That dude, that's my number one. I'm not and I'm not I'm not joking. We did not talk about this at all. We, we literally not one hint. We literally didn't say one word to each other about this other no, than this I've had so be- much shit going yep. on. I'm surprised I got my list together. No, go ahead. But, go ahead. Because we may yeah, have a different my number one is I yeah. wish they wouldn't shit on their stuff. Stop telling me that fucking oh, that's a joke. Dude, I there are people that love that stuff. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I know. And when I hear them on like talk is Jericho and and he's like, Oh, those people that would listen to there are people he's like, yo, but those KISS fans, man. So they pay all that money to go on the cruise so you would play I'm Just a Boy. And, and he, like, fucking laughs about it and mocks it. Dude, they love this shit. Stop making us feel like we're idiots. And, and and like, you let the other people that mock KISS fans for being stupid, like, robots buying all that shit, you make them agree with them. Like, they're even laughing at you. Your own band that is laughing at you. They say their shit sucks and you go out and buy it. You're making us feel stupid. Dude, that's hilarious because right here I got... I got number one, don't shit on, don't shit on or mock fans for liking certain eras of the band. And I specifically highlighted like the elder era because people are like, oh, like you said, they want to go, they want to hear the oath. And Paul be like, oh, which two people want to hear that song? Like, ha, ha, ha. Obviously two people like you and Gene, because you and Gene at one point wanted to put that out. So don't tell us we're stupid when you actually created this and and then you promoted this and thought it was important because you write it in your book that you're all impressed and stuff. And because he got mocked and you're so sensitive that you find it easier to shit on it. That's totally right. You know what? I think people didn't get it. It's totally right because other people are shitting on it. He, th- he, it's almost like he's engaging in his own form of bullying. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you guys think this sucks? Yeah, I think it sucks too. Ha ha ha! Now we all think it sucks. Like, do you have any idea how stupid you look?" And, and I'm not and, sure if I've ever heard Gene shit on the Elder. Have you? I don't really think Gene shits on anything Kiss has ever done. To be honest with you, I think it's Has Paul. He- no, I mean he does admit sometimes in the eighties he was kind of aloof and well he made that's him thing. but that's him personally that's him. Yeah, personally. But I've never heard him. I, I mean, and I know the the Kiss fanatics out there will probably know, you know, somebody will know. Have you heard him being like, oh, people that want to hear us play, uh, you know, friggin' uh, I or the Oath? What are they thinking? I don't really think I hear that much from him on that. I think it's mostly Paul, and I think and it, I don't it, think. It, let me just finish this yeah, last yeah. thought. That's why he played that shit with his awesome kick-ass band when he was doing that solo. He was playing, he was pulling out all sorts of shit. Because so he I knows, don't think he thinks like that. It's because he knows fucking Paul's never going to play it anywhere else. And Gene's probably like, God damn it, these are good songs, but this fucking asshole won't let me play any of them. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking asshole. That's probably why Gene goes on his solo tours. Oh, He's like, man. Oh, 
He's probably like, Paul, go do your friggin' herd it through the grapevine with Soul Station here. I'm going to go with play California races. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go play charisma for a bunch of people that want to hear it. Exactly. Like, but I just can't picture, like, you know, him agreeing to it. Um, we're going to play She's So European. Do you think Gene shits on She's So European? I bet you Gene thinks it's a fucking classic. He put out, like, my fucking uncle's a raft. <laughs> what the Dude, fuck? First of all, there's no way Gene can shit on anything when he released that 2,000-song vault mess. He, he's proud of everything he's ever recorded. Yeah, but do you get my point? Yeah, like, no, I know. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't, I don't think he would. Sh- I've never I really heard him shit on his songs. No. So maybe we should make, I wish Paul wouldn't shit on this stuff. The closest thing he's ever shit, and it's not even really shitting, it's probably just kind of doing like like tongue in cheek, is when he makes fun of some of the lyrics from the 80s, like when he talks about like burn, bitch, burn and stuff. But I don't think he's really necessarily shitting on it as more as he's like kind of poking some fun at it. Like like Paul legitimately mocks people that like certain aspects. mocks his lyrics. Of right. his earlier songs. Oh, that was so simple back then. Oh, I could write this like this. Oh, Dude, oh as like Bob Dylan as, now. Yeah, as as opposed to fucking uh, take me down below or whatever the fuck you're singing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm already wet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Oh, no, but man. but but it's funny because that 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 one that kind of connects to one of my earlier things about you know taking the fans as being smart and you know you know don't. Why would I you sense sh- a theme here, Tom? What's the theme? No, I'm just saying, like, oh, we, we're very th- similar to a lot of this stuff about, yeah, get really down to it. It's like, you know, I think they do know us, yeah. And if they do know us, show us the respect that you're not gonna, that you, you know, don't say this shit when you know we all know this is bullshit, yeah. It is funny because if you, if you stop here and you look at what we have on both of our lists. Zeus and I talked about this before. This is primarily a lot of negativity because we're wishing for things. We're wishing about things that di- that didn't happen and wishing for things that have not happened. But if you look at a lot of them, it, they're all, they all kind of have a theme about, you know, paying attention to the fans, respecting the fans, being honest with the fans, giving the fans what they want. Um, I, I know my list, you know, like I talk about, you know, embracing history, you know. Yeah, but I want to I want to I want to push back a little on that. Go ahead. I, at least I know I'm not. I'm not saying that they shit on us. No, 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 I'm no. I'm not saying no. That, that they don't give a fuck about us. No, I'm, I'm not saying, saying that either. I wish they would do more. Yeah. That's no, no, all. that's yeah. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that they shit on us. I'm saying I wish they would respect us for who we are as 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 we're the reason that they're still touring in 2019. Yeah, and and part of when they always say it, they're always very vocal and gracious to the fans. Yes, I agree. But they need to put that in. Now, they do stuff for the military. They do a lot of charity work. They do a lot of other stuff, and I get it, okay? And we don't begrudge them from being gazillionaires off of us stupidly buying kiss fucking dildos. But, uh, like, don't mock me and tell me that nobody wants to hear – you know, fucking, um, you know, almost human instead of, I don't know, whatever, right. for out of nowhere. I mean, come on. Right. So part of me just wants to say there's there's a certain level of stuff. Stop giving us the cliched answers. Oh, nobody will listen. That's when people leave. Shut up. 
right about that stuff. That's the thing that I really want to make a point on. Yeah, and I think the point of these lists was pretty much to show actually it might may have may have been like a backhanded way to do it, but how much we love the band and we 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 just there's so many things that we love about the band that we just wish there was a little bit a couple little extra things that we kind of, you know, nothing wrong with picking on bitching about your the things that you love. I mean, it happens. What did we say in our initial introductory episode? We're not fanboys. We're not nope. just going to sit there and give them foot rubs. That's right. That's but exactly they are right. our favorite band. Yep. And like things that we all love, we bitch about them. Of course. We all love sports and we all want our team to win. When they lose, we bitch about them. Yep. You know, that's what we do. So that's what we, this episode was about. I think it was an episode to vent. On Pretty much. Yeah. And get things off our chest. Yep. Um, I hope you guys get back to us and let us know what you think. Oh, this, and yeah. I, I, be give very- us a list of wish lists and wish they didn't do and wish they did do. Yeah. Um, I think it would be great for us to talk about it on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. And everybody out there who's listening to this and we thank each and every one of you that you got to have at least one or two, three things that on your wish list that like Zeus just said, that that would would, would love to hear. I think it would be very interesting. <clears throat> yeah, like make it sensible. I don't want to hear. Oh, I wish the, the Ace played the G minor chord on this solo. Like, fuck up. Like, you know, come back with something normal <laughs> that people are gonna know or want to hear about. Oh, I kiss. I wish Kiss would play my city. Well, no fuck, buddy. I wish Kiss would be fucking in my bubble bath with me. I mean, yeah. playing well, a song. Yeah, too <laughs> bad you live in fucking Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Kiss ain't coming up there. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean, right? Right, right. So you know that that let's let's keep it let's keep it reasonable, folks. Okay, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's our episode. Yeah, we got questions. Yeah, we got a, we got a couple here. Uh, we got one silly one. Silly. This is why from, do you want to give me a silly question? Because it's silly. So this is from uh, Deuce. This is his silly one. So she weighs a deuce. Which do you think was a better couple, Gene and Cher, or Gene and Diana Ross? Because you know he was hitting both of them. Um, I don't know. That's a good one. Really. Um, Oh, so this is yeah, easy. I think I think Cher's hotter. Me too. Plus, uh, I think Cher's. A, I think Cher's probably a freak. Oh, she's definitely a freak. Because I heard him talking with her when he did a fake interview with her a couple of years ago, and they're like, yeah. she's like genie, and yeah. like they still flirt with each other. Oh yeah, and I bet you Cher. It's probably like I don't like the way she talks to you, Gene. You know, yeah, yeah. they were yeah. still talking like as though he still bangs her. She was talking about like she dates like three guys at once right now. Nice. <laughs> I still in a rage. Like, and and she fucking loves him. Oh yeah. So um I, I like Cher. I have an affinity uh uh affinity towards her. And I like Diana Ross. I love the Supremes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would probably say Cher. Nice. Yeah, me too. Okay. Here's a good one. This is from our buddy Eladio. Yeah, Eladio. Uh, yeah, he gets involved with us a lot. What is your favorite kiss memorabilia item that you own? And what would you like to own that you don't have? Fuck. Um I guess I what is my favorite kiss thing that I have? Yeah. 
I'm not that big of a collector, Tommy. Why don't you think of something while I start? Okay. Thinking. Now, now, see, I have yet to post any pictures on my personal Twitter or the show Twitter, but <clears throat> I actually have a Kiss bar in my basement. Um, I got a couple Kiss bar stools with uh, the Destroyer album cover. I got a couple neon signs and all kinds of crazy shit. And I've been collecting stuff for, for a long time. I would probably say that my favorite item off the top of my head is it's an unofficial kiss item. So I hope this counts, but we had a family friend travel to Russia um, (laughs) a a while back and they came back with these, you know, those, you know, those wooden nesting dolls. Was it George Papadopoulos? (laughs) So it was those wooden nesting dolls and they were all hand painted, like hand painted with, with kiss on them. So you open So the big one had Gene, you open it up. The next yeah, one had Paul. Called something. What the nesting fuck dolls? They I, well, I refer to them dolls. What do they call them? I don't know if they have a another like you know kind of official name, but I call that's what I refer to them as. Um, and then when you open up all the very last little one, it says Kiss on it with the Kiss logo. It's got the four original members hand painted. The thing is fucking amazing looking. Um, Matryoshka dolls. Okay, I don't know that word. Yeah, Matryoshka okay. dolls. Russian nesting dolls. Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. I've heard this. Yeah. So I got that. And then and then one one more personal one is that years ago, because, um, <clears throat> you know, when my dad, my dad obviously knew that I loved Kiss. I don't know where the hell he found these things, but I still have them downstairs. They're a pair of Kiss slippers, but they they but they look like and they're like a like a life size. They're the Jean Dragon boots from the Love Gun album cover. Nice. Oh, the fucking the things are amazing. I, I'll take a couple pictures of these things I'm talking about. I'll put them on for uh, for you guys to see after you hear this. You know what I have, and I showed you. That, yeah. This is probably it. I have back in eighty five, eighty six. I was probably in junior high or something like that. Yeah. I used to go to Harvard Square and get in Harvard. Right. I would yeah. get, and they had those bootleg stores. So I got a Kiss oh, yeah. bootleg album. Okay. It's got all weird shit on it. I had a handwrite the songs that are on it. Wow. Um, I would say that. I don't nice. have that much Kiss memorabilia stuff. Yeah. What would I wish to have? I would say I probably wish I would have um, maybe I would say this. If this was possible, but I don't think it is possible. The Kiss box set signed by every member. Hmm. That's a good Something one. Something that would be signed by every member, but they contributed. Yep. So I don't want the Kiss Dynasty album with Eric Carr's signature. Like, I want the box set would cover everything. Yeah. Every okay. Member. So something yeah. like that. Okay. For me, for me, this is easy. Or the history book signed by every Oh, member. I know. I know. For, for me, this is easy. And I. it's funny because you can actually find them on eBay for like fucking $10,000, $20,000. It would be the original, original kiss pinball machine that would be the holy grail for me get that bad boy put it in the basement and just light it up that would be the one thing son would have a fucking high school party and somebody'd smash it and then you'd (laughs) and then you'd see me on the and and then you would see me on the 10 o'clock news because i killed 10 high school kids (laughs) because you choked out some kid right man this fan assaults young child man destroys 10 young children with russian nesting dolls <laughs> he was seen beating him with a nesting doll and were, throwing his head through the pinball machine. They were beating you and throwing things at you? Yes, because he wore little <laughs> tight shorts on the job. 
So uh, those are our questions, right? So those are the, yep, those are the questions. So where can people find us? People can find us on, for the podcast itself, you can find us on iTunes, Apple. Um, and like we say every week, give us one of those five star child reviews. It really helps us. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're also on Google Play, um, Spotify, Stitcher, Podomatic, Podchaser, YouTube. Um, we're everywhere. Give us reviews. Um, you know, Social media, too. Where yep. do we... Twitter, as you all know, we're very active on Twitter, active on Facebook, Instagram, interact, um, you know, like we saw tonight. You don't have to wait for us to post something. If you see something funny or cool, you know, tag us in it like, you know, we saw tonight. You know, we love the interaction. It's uh, it, it, it's fun. You know, it's we, even if it's something silly like tonight, you know, a Stuart reference. We love that kind of stuff. And send uh, us your questions either on in on um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or email us. Yep. Email us at. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast gmail.com. Um, as as Tommy said, you know, if you can go on uh, Podchaser, iTunes, Google Play, whatever you can, if you can give us a great review, one of those five star child reviews, we uh, it, it helps obviously the program, it gives us more visibility, um, and we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yep. We love all the interaction where everybody seems like they're having a good time. So that, that's what we want. Take a break from some of the chaos and just get online and get silly with kiss stuff. That's right. Yep. Famous last words. You're much younger. Can't you see there is nothing more for you and I? I'm 93. You're 16. And I think I'm going blind. <laughs> Never understood that. What the fuck? No idea what's going on there, but I love it. He couldn't have made the song like I'm 63. Like, why 93? There's no Viagra back then. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. What the fuck? (laughs) You know what he could use? He could use something like this if he turned back to that girl. He would have said, you make me rock hard. Baby, all night. Love's like a glove. And it fits just right. Poetry. Exactly. (laughs) With that, everybody, thank you. Um, We'll talk to you guys next week. We appreciate and love you guys out there. So thank you, Kiss Army. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thanks again. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 